Good news, everyone! Yes, everyone's favourite podcast from the year 3000 has returned. It's Tales of Futurama available exclusively for Four Finger Discount patrons. Starting all the way back at Space Pilot 3000, we're reviewing every episode of Futurama as we sink back a cool, refreshing can of delicious slurm. So be sure to sign up today or else Bender might tell you to... Wake my shiny metal ass! Tales of Futurama, available now at patreon.com slash discount. This message proudly brought to you by the Hypnotoad. What is going on, guys? Dando here with a little message for you all. So, this week we're going to be reviewing Midnight RX. And we finished recording and then we realized that was actually a little bit of technical difficulty. So, you'll notice in Guy's audio, there's a little clicking sound occasionally in the background now. I did my best to try and edit it all out. So, what happened was... You'd be well aware Guy recently upgraded his uh, his gear at his place thanks to all the uh, support from, from you guys on Patreon. So we bought a Rodecaster Pro mixer, a new Shaw SM7B microphone, and new headphones and all, all the new flashy stuff. But what we didn't realize though was that if the power cord of the Rodecaster Pro is also touching the power cord of Guy's new laptop, that's going to create a clicking sound. <laughs> so uh, it's been fixed now. It's not going to be happening anymore. Um, we've recorded plenty of podcasts since then and it has not been there. We've fixed the problem, but just for this podcast and this podcast only, you are unfortunately going to hear a slight clicking sound in the background of Guy's audio. Like I said, I've done my best to try and edit it all out, but you'll still hear that there. And I just wanted to give you guys a heads up as to why it was there. Anyway, thanks again for your ongoing support. Hope you do enjoy our review of Midnight RX. But for now, I am Dando. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Let me explain from behind this cage. Now, your pills have become very expensive, and no one gives a rat's ass about you. So, after a lot of thought, we decided to let you go cold turkey. For those of you who survive the night, we'll be having waffles tomorrow. Ooh, waffles. I didn't die in World War II just to be pushed around by some pill-hoarding hussy. I'm going to fight this thing. Ugh, he's crazy. But what are you going to do? He's young. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review episode FABF16. It is Midnight RX, I guess you could say. I'm Dando. I am Guy, and it's time for a lesson, Dando, in pharmaceuticals and chemistry and all that kind of business. Apparently RX symbol uh, is lingo for prescription medication. Yeah, I had to look it up as well, but I'm trying to think, is there a, a word that rhymes with express? Because they're obviously doing a take on express. Either that or midnight run. Uh, well, I've read Midnight Express, but may, may, either one, yeah, yeah. Midnight Express actually makes a lot more sense, given that it's about drug smuggling. But, either way, it's an unwieldy title. I'm ne- I've never been a fan of when I see that RX. I'm like, what's all that about? What? I know that doctors have got their own language, but chemists too? Come on. Yes, exactly right. But um, I actually really enjoy this episode. I love it when they get random characters together on like some sort of like adventure i thought the last <laughs> act of i thought the last act of this was really great reminded me of lemon of troy from like season seven might be season six i think season seven where they go to shelbyville to claim the lemon tree back where the the sort of <laughs> oh, various parents right. go there to claim their property back it had those kind of vibes to it where like seeing the poo and flanders together i don't think we've really seen them interact all that often but them two together squabbling was hilarious that was really good and unexpected. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah two great tastes that actually tasted really good together. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was good seeing that Ned could be a little bit petty. I think we've seen that in the past. I mean, normally he's a bit more self-righteous, but him getting all pissy about, no, my God's the best, <laughs> was was really fantastic. And I, yeah, I love the dynamic between, between him and Apu. That was great. Like you, Dan, I'm a big fan of a, yeah, a squad. Anytime you can get a squad yeah. together to do stuff, to either pull off a heist or uh, either take something or return something. Yeah, always good value. And uh, this was, yeah, an odd combination that, yeah, somehow fit together really well. You know what works for it? I love it when they do this, when Homer is good at something. And we've mentioned this time and time before. So, Grandpa obviously is good as well. So, Grandpa and Homer, when they're making a good team, I always love that as a combination because it often ends in Homer respecting Grandpa more. And I know I said last week I love it when Homer takes the piss out of Grandpa. There's good humor in that. <laughs> but it's also good when they finally you know, break that wall down and go, you know what, Dad, I actually do 
respect you as a, as a father. But yeah, just grandpa going, I ain't, you know, I ain't taking this. And I'm thinking, oh, well, this is not going to end well. But no, grandpa actually fucking saves everybody. Correct. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, I think you're going to have times in your life when more often than not, I think you're going to respect your old man or hold them in some degree of esteem. But there are going to be times when you go, you're not with an old man. You, you don't know what it's like these days. So, um, look, it rings true that Homer, who often embodies the worst characteristics of us all, is going to be a bit of a dick to his old man. But it may also make sense that there is going to be times when it's like, hey, he's actually got it going on to some degree. And it also reminded the viewers, reminded us that Grandpa, he, you know, he may be with an old man, but he's not useless. He was once a war veteran, a decorated war veteran. So Absolutely. he can get shit done when he wants to. And yeah, I... I there were a couple of gags here that were very 2004, uh, 2005 now is when this one aired. But oh, I, I, I loved, oh, actually, should we discuss? This is one of my favorite moments. I got a big <laughs> laugh out of a poo doing the, the, I know it's, people say, oh, it's racist and it's, it's, it's obvious and it's cheap. I just thought the way they built to it was just so funny. <laughs> I thought it was, it was very, very much. Of its time, very early two yeah. thousands, absolutely. And what I've written down here is, eh, not the most subtle way to get them caught, but what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what it is though. It's also a a sign of the times in which that visual of towel on head saying that in that way was your media's way of saying bad person. Don't go near this person. They're going to kill you. And I'm pretty just- much shorthand for terrorist. Exactly. The one thing that I do know is that that la, 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 is apparently not done by men in the in. The- I'm going to really be reductive. The Middle Eastern uh, culture, uh, okay. I, I believe it's primarily a women thing. And any time that men do it, it's like, men don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I just thought that the way they built to that. And then the, to do it again, sorry, I had another sip. I was like, I like that. It was a very funny little, <laughs> little, little moment there. But yeah, overall, though, this was a really, a really fun episode. At the start, I thought, oh, this is not starting very well. This is kind of cheap and lazy and boring. Not really funny. There aren't many gags here. Just at the museum, I was like, we know he's going to be pulling the pin on them. Can we just get to that now? You know, it's just- yeah. Can we get to the fireworks factory because this is not great. No, it's not. You, you, did, you could have spent literally 30 seconds of them in, being entertained at the museum and then all of a sudden just pull the pin, pull the rug out from under them. Well, there's so many wrong things and things that don't go anywhere in that whole sequence leading up to the no more prescription medication. V- I mean, shall we run through them just quickly or will we get- Oh, no, we'll, 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 we'll go through it properly. But basically, they just they wasted a lot of time on- one to- one scene gags like the Mr. Burns mascot and Agnes being the, the wing walker and things like that. Mm. And it's like, none of this is really funny. Can we just get to the point? Because we all know where this is going. But, yes. they, but once they got there and the story began, I really enjoyed it. And I just love Grandpa being the guy that sort of helped everybody. The ending was sort of wrapped up a bit quick, but, you know, it's whatever. You have to get back to the status quo to an extent. I just thought the last two thirds of this episode really, really stuck out as quality Simpsons. I liked it. Yeah, it had a, a really, unlike me, a good sturdy midsection. Um, <laughs> Those yeah, it, were the days. <laughs> indeed. I, yeah, I just enjoyed the time they spent in Canada. And it felt a little more like they were taking the piss out of their friends in the Great White North. But there was equal piss. There was piss going in both directions, which is my favourite type of party. Um yeah, the Canadians were like, yeah, we do things a certain way up here and all that. But yeah, it's not too bad. It's like, actually, it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, I've, got, I've got here, this is the Canada episode we should have been seeing earlier on when they were saying, this is the time they go to Canada. And it's like, yeah, but you were there for like yeah. a minute. This was way more fun. <laughs> way more it fun. It certainly was. Uh, yeah. But yeah, as I said, uh, it was a really good story. What do you think of the um, the jab at the pharma- pharmaceutical industry as a whole and the healthcare system? I thought they handled it quite well. I thought they handled it very well. I mean, yeah, it, as we've said in the past, Dan, uh, the best Simpsons episode, and this is not the best of a Simpsons episode, but it's, uh, it's not a bad one. I think we should go, does it have rewatch value? And this one definitely does for me. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch this one again. I mean, or shall I say, because there are so many episodes of The Simpsons, I wouldn't turn it off. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But as you're saying, the, the best Simpsons episodes, sorry. Yeah, have got a, a, 
a good, strong idea at the core or at the foundation. Yep. And, yeah, the fact that it costs a fucking bomb to, you know, get to buy the medication that's going to keep you alive in some in some cases is, yeah, an idea worth exploring, worth um, not poking fun at, but using comedy to sort of poke fun at the absurdity of it, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I oh, thought this was yeah. a really good idea, and I thought they handled it extremely well with um, the fact that, you know, just over this over this border, you know, they've got nationalised medicine that, you know, you can get your medication. You 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 don't have to set up a GoFundMe to get your insulin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny too. But like in Australia, we're looked after very well. But for example, hay fever tablets, right? Expensive as shit here. You go to England, you can buy a box of them for like two p. But here, you got to oh pay like thirty bucks. Like, like Nicola, when her mum comes over here, she just brings boxes. Of she, she's like grandpa. She brings she brings them over for us. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> she smuggles them. <laughs> Hey, my favourite. All right, what were your favourite moments from Midnight RX? I feel like I'm repeating myself a fair bit here as of late, but musical cues. Once again, they've broken out the checkbook. They've got Baby Got Back. Now, listeners to this show know I love me some Sir Mix-A-Lot, but in this particular case, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about its use this time around. Still, good to hear it. Everyone likes that. What was great, though, Huey Lewis and the news. Doing I want a new drive. I honestly thought they were going to have Huey as like a um a guest star or something, or do uh, amended lyrics to "I Want a New Drug." Yeah, but no, they just they just played the song and actually did an animated <laughs> recreation of the video down yeah. to you know Huey putting his face in the uh, in the uh, sink full of ice cubes. Always happy to see Huey Lewis in the news. I loved him growing up, and I still do to some degree. Really? Okay. Uh, he sing he sings the power of love, right? He does. Yeah, yeah. But, but, <laughs> I've got the um. Back to the Future soundtrack, and it's just, that's that's track one. He's also American Psycho Patrick Bateman's artist of choice. Of course he is. Yeah, yeah, he is too. Yeah. <laughs> I just if you're watching on YouTube, I'm about to do the uh, yeah. <laughs> the Patrick Bateman point the of the, point. Uh, the CD cover. Uh, I think my favourite part of this episode, though, Dando, was the meeting of American Ned and his Canadian counterpart. I thought yes. that was just hilarious. I really love the line, cut of your gibberish. That just warmed my heart. I loved it. They told me the devil would be attractive or something. They told me, <laughs> they would told me Satan would be attractive. <laughs> <laughs> but they were just different enough to be separate, but you know, also so similar. that I really, really liked that. That was fantastic. And there are other bits and pieces, but I'll talk about them as we go through the episode. What about you, though, Dana? What were your favourites? I really enjoyed... Homer's uh, use of the word tasteful. So when he's, he's describing the jobs he wants, the job that he wants, he goes, <laughs> tasteful nudity? <laughs> That's part of one of the things. Oh, got to get out of that. <laughs> I liked the brutal explanation from the nurse. Nobody gives a rat's ass about you. So we're just going to have you go cold turkey. I was like, it's brutal, but it's true. <laughs> she hides behind the, um, the, the metal fence. I also liked Grandpa bursting in. I've got the answer. Oh, thank God it's the right place. I've already burst into four houses before this one. That's <laughs> right. And then a poo with just the, the line of, oh, you know, you can go through my play dudes and tell me to go back to some country that I'm not even actually from. Racism. Mm. <laughs> the, uh, a poo and Flanders bickering I've got here as well. I just thought that was really, really well done. Just the... um. They're just calling the uh, Apu's gods the Avengers. The <laughs> super team of deities sounds really cool. It I does, like yeah. That. I mean, I like that there's a delegation of duties in that particular uh, faith system as opposed to just, uh, you got to talk to the man upstairs. I mean, uh, just one guy that you've got to talk to? I don't know. I think I prefer like, uh, can we dole this out to someone who... It's their, it's their specialty. That'd be great. I also enjoyed, um, as, you were, as you mentioned earlier, Flanders Mitten is double in Canada. Just, and then he asked him to, to puff on the reef for Eno. It's legal here. It's just... <laughs> they're like best buddies then. The face change. Yeah, I, I, Flanders here, it was just so nice to see him have a bit of sass, as you were saying earlier, and just finally show some mongrel because... I feel like he's been really watered down to being a wuss again in the la- last couple yeah. of seasons and been a real pushover. But seeing him here sort of hold his hold his own, I, I liked it. Next question. You there, eating the paste. All right, it is now time for some trivia, Mr. Davis. But before we do trivia, we need to read out some shout-outs, starting off with our $20 patrons, which kicks off with the patron of the week. And this week's patron of the week is, $20 patron of the week, is Bella Winderbank. What's her new name? Bella Winderbank. Bella, take it to the bank, Winderbank. <laughs> 
Capella, take it to the window bank. <laughs> you can take right. that to the bank. Take that to the window bank. All right, thank you for your support, Bella. Also, shout outs to Christopher Trent Darby, Andrew Zer, Jordan Molman, Richie, Steamed Ham Champion, Dylan Haggett, Sally Kimberly, Hank Scorpio, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt from the You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, Timothy Burleson, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Jenna Rice, Reese Roberts, Adam Sanderson, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, David Stewart, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Groundskeeper Noah, Declan Phoenix, Anthony Carpentieri, Lewis Kavanagh, Jack McFadden, Heath Appleby, and Preston Murray. Thank you guys for being $20 patrons and also shout outs to our newest patrons this week Alexander Heal, Zach the Ripper, Chris Lee, and Anthony DeBrule, as well as shout outs to our $100 patrons for the month, Elliot J from the Simpsons Index podcast, as well as Talia Enriquez, who wants us to review Run, Lola Run, available exclusively on our Patreon channel. Lineup of heroes. Super team of deities, one might say. Yes, super team indeed. All right, it is time for some trivia. My first question is, what type of coffin has Mo ordered? Oh, it's Silk Line. Mm-hmm. We didn't learn any more about it than that, did we? Nah, Silk Line's correct. That's all you need to know. Silk Line coffin. No, oh, yeah. And, and we saw more of Mo than we uh, probably ever expected to see. Shapely buttocks. Yes. Tasteful nudity, one might say. Tasteful. What's your first question? My first question is, there's a name on a plane when they first enter the museum. What is it? Uh, and it's not Mr. Burns's plane. Yeah, I know. It's the Shelbyville something, isn't it? It is the something of Shelbyville. Yeah, not going to get it. What is it? It's the spirit. Spirit of Shelbyville. Spirit of Shelbyville. All righty. Popular name, spirit, for like a vehicle, isn't it? The spirit of this. The spirit of Tasmania, which is now coming to Geelong. So it is. We should probably just do an OB from the spirit of uh, Tasmania, like going between here and Tassie. No, that would just be too complicated. Let's not do that. Forget I said it. (laughs) My next question is, the plywood pelican is heavier than which state? Is Delaware a state? For some reason, I'm thinking Delaware. Nah, it's New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Of course. (laughs) <laughs> I think I was thinking of Wayne's World. I don't know why. Uh, a question for you, Dando. What is the toilet of the future, actually? Toilet of the future? Ah, oh, Apollo 12? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and my final question is, what is the name of the... Well, I say I've got Grandpa's friend, but the man they meet in Canada who supplies them with the prescription or with the, um, the IDs to purchase prescriptions. I want to say Johnny. Johnny, yes. Johnny. All right, I've got uh, one or two questions more for you if you'd like them. Mm-hmm, hit me. Okay, then. Mike is in which department and Carol is in which department? Um, payroll is one and mm-hmm. uh, shipping, the other one? That is correct. An extra point yes. if you know which who's from who. Carol's payroll. You got it! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, that is trivia for Midnight RX. We'll be right back, guys, after this short break with our full in-depth review of the episode. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Four Finger Discount, you can show your support by joining the family at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Here you'll get ad-free early access to all of our shows, Zoom calls with Guy and myself, as well as bonus podcasts such as Tales of Futurama and Guy on Springfield, where we go back and revisit classic episodes from the first 10 seasons. So go ahead and join the family today at patreon.com slash discount. The original air date of Midnight RX was January 16th, 2005. It was directed by Nancy Cruz and written by Mark Wilmore, who unfortunately passed away last year due to COVID-19 complications. Oh, I remember hearing that uh, a Simpsons writer did pass away due to COVID. Oh, was that? And that was Mark. Oh, rest, rest in peace, my man. Yes. Um, he, um, he had a kidney transplant in the early 90s and he was unwell as a result of that. And then he got COVID. Unfortunately, it got him. But he, um, he also voiced a couple of characters as well. Uh, in the episode, It's a Mad, 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 Mad Marge, he voiced the doctor who was on the judging panel, Dr. Wilmore, mm-hmm. and he also voiced the drummer from Cyanide. He goes, I thought we were quiet riot. That's Mark <laughs> Wilmore. <laughs> a man of many talents. Yes, a man of many talents indeed. So rest in peace, Mr. Mark Wilmore. Uh, there was no chalk gag for this. The couch gag, the family rushes in and sits on the couch. Nothing happens. And Lisa just turns to the screen and talks to us. She says, what? Can't we just sit on the couch without something happening? And all of a sudden, Homer gets impaled with a large spear. <laughs> Clearly, they can not sit on the couch and not have anything happen. Exactly right. Uh, they, they did do that once, though, in the past, like in the early 90s, where they, they just sat in, sat on the couch, and that was it. And everyone's like, oh, oh well, okay then. 
Play on. <laughs> the episode kicks off with everyone walking into, I say everyone, but employees of the uh, power plant walking into the Springfield Air and Space Museum because Mr. Burns has reserved it for a um, for a big party and the regulars are now missing out. I've just got here, this doesn't really make much sense to me. So she says the regulars can't get in and Cletus and Brandon say, we drove 18 hours to get here. And I'm like, you live in Springfield. Why would you drive 18 <laughs> hours to get there? You took the long way. Exactly right. Um, Homer, though, he treats it like a party, starts doing push-ups. There's always that one guy, like when you go to a party of teenagers and whatever, there was that one guy who's, you know, he's a bit ripped. He has to take his shirt off and he has to start doing push-ups or chin-ups or something just to prove to his mates how tough he is. Just that testosterone's are flowing. Yeah, it sure is. Um, Homer says he has his chance to just sit down and well, not sit down but just relax and just be himself with people he doesn't really know from work just meet new people including this guy who turns out to be a supervisor <laughs> but in the third episode I believe it was of The Simpsons we learned that Sherry and Terry's dad was Homer's supervisor but he does get fired and brought back as a different job so new supervisor I guess Burns and Smithers then arrive well well if it isn't my favourite employee and his spouse <laughs> and these must be children have a ginger root Mr. Burns acting nice? That's odd. He must be up to something. Lease, Mr. Burns is the sweetest, kindest man I know. How many men do you know? Basically him and Dad. Mo is then serving drinks, and he's got no back on his suit because, as you were saying earlier, he got a silk-lined coffin, and he's going to feel it. We can just sort of skim through all this because there's nothing really happening. They then get people watching the um, the history of the flight sort of little documentary there. Yeah, not, not a great gag, and... and <laughs> It's that wonderful combination of a bad gag that goes on forever. Yeah. The only bit I did like was the guy who was so enthralled and so excited that he like waved his mate over. I just liked the wave. Saying, yeah. You've got to see this. But besides that, it, was, it wasn't even funny. It was just talking no. about whatever. So that, was, that wasn't great. The Burns head thing, I was th- expecting yeah, that to sort of go somewhere and it didn't. No, nah, it's just the guy in the goofy Burns costume. Just It's just Homer saying, yeah, that's him to a T and that's it. Yeah, it doesn't really go anywhere. And then... Agnes Skinner is one of originally one of the Springfield Wing Walkers, and they show a little video, and there's no sort of punchline afterwards. She's, they just show the video. Why do you have Agnes Skinner and not have her say something? You know, why not have her <laughs> insult someone? <laughs> yeah, you could have sort of Skinner giving her positive reinforcement or saying, oh, I'm so proud of you, mother, and her saying, shut up, in some way, in some <laughs> gag. Then they approach the plywood pelican, and Homer says, it's about time trees were good for something. Instead of standing there like jerks, and Lisa explains that Burns created this a long time ago. It was only driven once, and then they found out that rain makes it catch on fire. It flew at a height of six feet for a distance of four feet, or something like that. Yeah, and then the Fuhrer fired him, Mr. Burns. Marge has a bad feeling about this, though. Something's not quite right. Homer's just reassuring her, don't worry, you know, it's great. You get everything you want here, including the bathroom of the future, which was what, Mr. Davis? It was Apollo 12. It was Apollo 12. <laughs> Then I loved the way he greeted everybody. Greetings, wage donkeys. Oh, <laughs> I get the feeling both of us have heard something like that in the past. Oh, yes. Yeah. Not anymore, though. We don't need to hear that anymore. Uh, I just hear it from you now, Dando. Yes. Everyone is now super happy. They've had a great time there. So this is where he reveals that the employee prescription drug program is now gone. This must have been the nasty surprise he mentioned in the invitation. And then Smithers, he tries to get away. They're going to they want to try and get him and beat him up. He tells Smithers to uh, use the... What, what, is it, was this a famous vehicle of some kind that they were using here? I don't know. I mean, it looks a bit chitty, chitty, bang, bang, which... Okay. And this is like the second episode in a row that they've had like an eccentric car like this. I mean, Goose... What was it last week? Goose Gladwell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jalopy was kind of... It's a bit chitty, chitty, bang, bang, if you ask me. Kids, if you don't know what chitty, chitty, bang, bang is, look it up, but be very careful how you Google, you know. Make sure it's bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the B next to it? Oh, it's right next to it. Oh, my. That could really go well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this, it's a pedal-powered vehicle, some kind of flying vehicle. It tells me this to do it. And we get the- um, The only thing I liked about this was the ET visual <laughs> in front of the moon. It was It was a bit- It was also a bit um, fantabulous contraption of uh, Captain- of Professor Huffnagel or something. It reminded me of that, too, to some yeah. degree. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, I wish we had got like an actual mini movie of Troy McClure. If Phil was still with us, that would have been great. But um, they discuss Carol on payroll and Mike on shipping. Are they going to be together? Ma- Mike's, Mike's married. We must go and form Carol. And they go back. The family are all decided they're going to have to cut back on their diseases now. because the- <laughs> That was a great line. 
Yeah, <laughs> because the um, it, well, it just sort of sums up the mentality of it all. It's like you know what we have to cut back on our diseases because you know we can't be just can't be just having diseases willy nilly anymore, guys. Yeah. They've, they've taken the plant away from us, like like we choose to. <laughs> <laughs> Homer suggests that oh, I better go out and get a good paying job. He suggests he goes on friends. I'll get a second job, one that pays well. You think those guys and friends need another friend? That show's gone off the air. Damn it. They would have been perfect as Rachel's Irish cousin. So you're all doing each other, are you? Well, who's going to put out for old Seamus? I like the face that he pulls at them. <laughs> yeah, it, it was an okay punchline. To, or, or an okay button to a not great bit of business, if you ask me. The whole Seamus thing was like, eh, I don't know, man. I guess it was just kind of their way of trying to say, look, we're relevant. We're talking about another series that's popular on television. <laughs> but they arrive, or he arrives at the employment agency. And uh, did you see the tagline under the sign for the employment agency? Oh, remind me. When you need to show the state that you tried. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> and I know you were very partial to tasteful nudity. The one thing I loved when he was talking about the new job that he wanted was a, none of that secret Santa crap. And it is crap. I hate secret Santa. It's the worst. I don't, I don't, ugh, it's just a waste. It's like, I would rather get nothing than a $5 gift. Like, what am I going to do with a $5? <laughs> what can you possibly buy somebody for $5 that they're going to want to keep? <laughs> Just give him five bucks. <laughs> Just give him five dollars. Let him buy a fucking coffee or something. Like, don't buy me a little trinket. I don't want that yeah. shit. <laughs> You're cluttering up the planet. Cluttering up my planet. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, so he says he wants a new job. Or he lists all these different things like five hours a day, no heavy lifting, no light clerical, Santa crap, Santa secret Santa. The guy's just too busy playing a first person shooter on the thing. Oh, <laughs> your four wolves is safe. Ooh, four wolves. I can do that. Then we get the news report discussing how other companies are now cancelling their drug plans. They're following the same suit as Mr. Burns, including Channel 6. And then we get Krusty telling the kids to go to their parents' bathroom cupboards and get the lithium dibromide mm. and um, and send it to Krusty's house because no one likes a bipolar clown. And all I could think of was getting uh, Joaquin Phoenix vibes watching this scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, forgot about Joker. Did yeah. you say they're making the Joker sequel? Uh, they are. Okay. I only wa- I rewatched it the last, like, 20 minutes of it the other day on YouTube for some reason. Because I, I watched the um the scene in the in the on the talk show, mm-hmm. and then I just watched the rest of the movie. I completely forgot about the Bruce Wayne scene with his parents. I was like, oh shit, that's right. They sneaked that. They snuck that in there, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. It's not a fun movie. <laughs> it's, it's not a- fun because I watched the um the, the the scene in which he kills his friend and the little person couldn't get out. Yeah. That scene is fucking crazy, man. Like that is such yeah. a great scene. It just it makes you feel like ten different emotions in one. It's the best scene in the movie, that one, I reckon, yeah. yeah. But, they're, yeah, they're making the sequel with Lady Gaga in it. Whether she plays Harley Quinn, we're not sure, but- Please don't be Harley Quinn. Please don't be- like, like, You don't- uh, Do you have to have Harley Quinn? Does it, do you really need Harley Quinn? Probably not. But re- regardless, it's Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga in, in supposedly sort of a musical, so- Oh, okay. I mean, La- Lady Gaga, she's fantastic, but I just don't mm. want the Harley Quinn character. Give us something fresh. Give us something fresh. Give us something, Give us something fresh. fresh. But enough about that. Enough about that, of course, yeah. They're saying that they're all turned to alternatives, the people in Springfield, because they can't afford the, the pharmaceuticals anymore. So, Wiggum's now using uh, medication from the evidence locker. And then we get Dr. Hibbert, who's backing up Pfizer. I've got this, and I looked at this and went, how the fuck did this not go all over social media when the vaccinations were coming out? Oh, of course, yeah. Like the screenshot of Hibbert wearing the Pfizer shirt. I was like, how has this not been everywhere? I'd never even knew this existed. you think this would be the front and center all over the social media pages. But no, mm. but yeah, he's backing up Pfizer. Um, and may call dizziness and shortness. Uh, was it dizziness and shortness of marriage? <laughs> and what is, inhibits? Damn. So it's, it's. I know you said you didn't like the use of it, but they've just gone full one eighty now with Hibbert. He's no longer a good doctor anymore, is he? He is now. No, he is a money making piece of shit. Really, that's what they've, they've turned a the character into a, a bad person. He's a tool of the medical establishment. Yeah, and he never used to be like that, which is a shame. But yeah. Marge, he used to be the one that. Marshall said, we need to go to Dr. Hibbert. I, I'm not going to Dr. Hibbert. I'm going to the cheap guy because that Hibbert guy is just trying to rot us for money. He's like, you know, if you just do this, I'll, he always wanted to help people. But now he's just trying to rip them off. Yeah. Maybe it was a stage where they thought, I mean, how much is Dr. Nick in it now, if at all? He's not. It, I, I haven't seen him for a long time. And I think it's yeah. just the case of they've just gone. I get the feeling they probably thought this is a bit on the nose. This is, could be a little, perceived as a little insensitive, a little uh, bigoted, what have you. Uh, Marge and Lisa then visit the Farmer John's Pharmaceuticals. I just love it when a mother and daughter sneak past security and burst into my office. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the little ways that they, they've done, done it a lot recently where they just explain 
how they got into places. Just one line like that. It's like, okay, we get it. They got it in there. Because yeah, sometimes shows don't there. even explain it. It shouldn't be there, no. Uh, I did it recently too when it was like Marge and Homer, something happened. And then they got home and it was as if they hadn't discussed anything on the way home. Like, oh, was it? Oh, we should we should open that envelope, shouldn't we? What was it? What was the envelope for? Well, something was in an envelope. They won something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But they um they discuss how people in other countries, you know, he says they sleep on the floor and eat bugs. Which countries are they? Have you ever been to Norway? No, they do it in Norway. <laughs> you can see how this guy got the corner office. He thinks on his feet. And that's why I personally thank God we pay too much for drugs. I mean, uh, the right amount. I mean, not enough. Here, watch this video. The mighty Amazon River. The natives had a word for it. Then we got rid of the natives, and no one remembers that word. Mr. Wilmore was, yeah, <clears throat> sticking the shiv in a little bit. Yeah, he certainly was. But it was all done in a way that didn't feel preachy. Yeah, which I really appreciated. I mean... There can be a tendency to overreach in situations like this where it's like, do you get it? Do you understand? And a situation like this, yeah, it's not hard to understand. So you don't have to go full throttle, uh, which is what our pal Mr. Wilmore did. Like that, for example, there, that's what happened. So it's just like, hey, did you know this happened? And you're like, huh, uh, yeah, I guess. Oh, oh wait a sec. Oh, oh. That, did actually, that did happen. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> laughter just died in my throat. <laughs> Um, and then we get Huey Lewis's song, I Want a New Drug. We're now at the retirement castle and have taken all the drugs away in a very brutal scene, as I said. We get the Can I Come To lady. She's there, Dorothy. And I posted up on the Facebook page yesterday and I tweeted, did you see that? She actually got her happy ending. Did you see? That is very sweet. Which, uh, yeah, anytime you've got the old folks home, yeah, that tends to sort of hit me right there because I'm, I'm far along the road to being an old folk. So, um, that, that, that scene always, you, you, you laughed at that scene, but you always felt so sorry for her. You're like, oh, she's just a lonely old lady. Yeah, but <laughs> according to the meme, she was re- visited regularly and was brought hot and delicious soup. Yeah, so I, the reason I discovered this was because I was doing, I was trying to work out what her name was because I hadn't seen her since that scene. And she just popped up in this scene here and I was like, oh, fuck, what is her name? And I looked up her wiki page and then it said her name's Dorothy and says that we find out in season 18 that her daughter visits every Sunday and brings her wonderful soups. And I was like, you know what? I'm a big time Simpsons fan and I really appreciate this. I'm going to let other big time Simpsons fans know about it because <laughs> they would appreciate it as well. <laughs> and then you got people in there saying, oh, yeah, sure, that didn't happen. And I was like... Well, here's a screenshot from the episode with the subtitle proving that it did happen. Oh, well, if it happened after season 10, it doesn't matter. I'm like, okay, sure, mate. Go away. <laughs> that, 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 that's your theory? Go away. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't need you around these parts. Pieces. <laughs> they're, they're taking all the drugs away, replaced them with just popcorn, I think it was, and a fly for oh, Grandpa. A, a corn nut and, yeah, and a, what was it, a wasp or something. Um, but- a treat for those who survive the night. What do what do they get for breakfast, Dando? They get uh, is it waffles in the morning? They get waffles. Waffles in the morning. Yes, that is incentive to survive the night. <laughs> Grandpa says he didn't die in World War Two just to be pushed around by some pill pushing hussy. So he says he's going to go fight this thing. Oh, he's crazy. What are you going to do? He's young. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're back at the Simpsons house now, and they're just discussing. You know, what, what are we going to do? Grandpa bursts in. I've got the answer. Thank God. You know, <laughs> it's the right house. He then says he's got a friend across the border who can help get them some drugs. So then Homer ha- uh, tries to sand off his fingerprints, which I was like, yeah, whatever. It just sort of goes on. It's not really funny. Wasn't really. I kind of, it felt like the start of a good gag. I mean, yeah, that bit leapt out at me. I was like, yeah, have Marge remind him, you got gloves upstairs. Oh, yeah. Uh, upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that w- there's something like that. Yeah, where he's too, he's too lazy to get up. So he'd rather sand off his, finger t- his fingertips. Mm. Yeah. And he thinks he's driving to Mexico. He actually arrives at Canada. Which is now Celine Dion free, apparently. <laughs> yeah, uh, Celine Dion making another appearance um, in an episode that we've uh, discussed. Well, we talked about her on the uh, South Park episode recently, didn't we, Dando? Yeah, she is the mother of Terence's daughter. An occasional bedmate of handsome, aka ugly Bob. Yes, if you're a fan of South Park, I advise check out our South Park podcast. It's um, going down to South Park. It's available on Spotify, iTunes. It's also available on our YouTube channel as well, wherever you find your podcast. The, f- the complete first season is now up for your listening pleasures. So check it out if you do like some South Park. But getting back to Four Finger Discount. So they're now in Canada. They're at the home of veterans of some war, as it says at the front. And they're given their fake Canadian healthcare cards by Johnny. And in return, they give him a DVD player. Where do you pour the syrup? 
That's a little obvious. Come on, guys. They then go to Dudley Do Drugs Pharmacy and they order a <laughs> shitload of drugs. I do love the uh, yeah, pharmacy, French spelling of pharmacy underneath with the IE on ah, the Oh, yeah. yeah. I've never noticed that. I do like the fact that they still put in some effort with the signs and the taglines. It's like hmm. that's the one constant when it comes to quality. They've, all, they've always got something good there. And then he, the guy behind the desk calls him a fellow Canadian. Canadian, they're fighting words. Oh, I mean- the correct fighting words. And then we get a really cool montage of them gathering all the drugs with one of your favourite songs that they play in The Simpsons. That's true. A bit of White Rabbit action. I, I have written any. Well, I suppose it's been a while since the last psychedelic montage. <laughs> they do seem to mm. enjoy doing them, though. Anything to declare? I declare that you have the most beautiful brown eyes. Why, I do believe you're smuggling a heart as big as all outdoors. Now get in my country, you big lug. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have a passport? Yes, to my heart. And then arrive in Springfield at the retirement castle with the drugs and their heroes now. And he says, if, don't forget to read the instructions. Oh, no, I've lost the instructions. Yes. So then they get given the Operation Dumbo Drop Souvenir Jacket by Los Souvenir. Is it Jaquitos? Is that how you say it? I guess. I, I, I was at a loss with this whole thing. <laughs> oh, you, you don't remember these guys? Not really. I mean... These guys were in the episode when they they were fight when Grandpa first got his um his driver's license back. Okay, and they mm. challenged them to the um they because so he steals Zelda. Remember Zelda, the hussy. Who, oh yes, yes. Who yes. only liked Grandpa because he had a car, and these guys had a car as well. And they um she likes them because they got their they go around to various Planet Hollywoods and get the jackets. Oh, okay. So it's a bit of a callback there. I was looking at this guy and this. Probably makes me um, <laughs> um, not very observant and maybe a little racist. But I was thinking, is this the guy from Brazil that picked up Grandpa? Remember it's a, that? It's a very si- it's a it's a similar accent, yeah, that they put on. Yeah. To yeah. Now that you've explained the whole Planet Hollywood and uh, Operation Dumbo Drop thing, oh god, Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> Did you ever see that? No, no I never watched it. <laughs> uh, I I remember seeing it being advertised and going, ah, eh, seems like fun. But it was when I was a kid. I no no good. Don't go back and revisit. I, I'm, I don't really recall a thing about it. I know that it's got a really good cast. It's got, like, Danny Glover and Dennis Leary and the late, late Ray Liotta. You know what I think would be a fun podcast series for us? You know what I think would be a fun podcast series? For me to go back and revisit some of my favourite movies from the 90s when I was a kid that I know that you're just not going to like, and we just watch it and just shit-can them. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that'd be fun. I'd love to just see you just be annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> But fun. these guys here, these guys here are meant to be like the um, what's Travolta's gang in Greece? What's his? Oh, the T Birds. These guys are basically the T Birds of the retirement castle. Okay, yeah. So their jackets <laughs> are movie jackets. They go around and collecting movie jackets. They give him Operation Dumbo Drop. Only three were ever purchased. Homer, Homer then arrives at home, and the family are throwing him a uh, a mock Hawaiian party. And it's just like Hawaii, except you don't get beaten up when you get out of the car. Thankfully, I never got beaten up when I got out of the car, but a guy did, when we arrived in Hawaii, Ali was 10 weeks old, and it was for a wedding, so we were there for a wedding. But the, we got to the hotel, and it was stinking hot, and our car didn't have air conditioning, and they wouldn't let us check in, because we got there at one, and the check-in wasn't until two. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, we're just, we got here quicker than we thought. It's only one hour. Can we please just check in? We got nowhere to park. We got no, well, they wouldn't let us even park the car in the car park of the place. So we had to park on the street with no air conditioning, stinking hot, a 10 week old who's screaming his head off. And I remember this guy just walked up and banged on their window and said, Can you shut your kid up? And I'm like, <gasps> What? And then he just walked what? off down the street. And I'm like, What the fuck does it have to do with you, buddy? Fucking, <laughs> I should never forget that. Hawaii's meant to be the most welcoming place in the States. Oh, this guy was just like, Will you shut your fucking kid up? And then just walked off down the street. And I was like, <laughs> What the hell just happened? But yeah, oh. that's, the, that's the only negative I had in all of Hawaii. It was like, we arrived, we're stuck in the car for an hour, it was fucking hot, the air conditioner wasn't very good, guy banging on our window telling us to shut Elliot up. Anyway, it was after that, Hawaii was amazing. But yeah, they're throwing <laughs> in this party in the backyard because they're really proud and glad that he was able to get the prescription drugs for him. Uh, for them, sorry. Uh, Lisa's no longer anxious anymore um, due to her Xanax. And, but she's a little bit anxious about taking Xanax, but that's okay because the Zoloft covers that nicely. <laughs> and then Homer then says he's got a, well, Bart calls him the, the drug mule and Homer pulls out the balloons of drugs, takes some tablets to settle his stomach. And then he says he needs something to eat, supposed to take it with food, got a little sandwich in one of the balloons. Clever. When, we're now at the Quickie Mart. And this is where the real fun begins at the Quickie Mart. Oh, look, 
It is Mr. Homer, my favorite customer. Please feel free to paw through my play dudes and tell me to go back to some country I am not actually from. Why the sweet talk, Apu? Are you after some cheap drugs? Please let me come on one of your smuggling runs. My eight babies are driving me crazy. With their coughing and sneezing and general oozing, my janitor in a drum is afraid to come out. What does that mean? I don't even know. That's the kind of bad joke I am making. I am so tired. Help me out, Homer. My little Roddy needs his insulin. Breaks my heart to watch him Jones diddly owning. Anders? I don't know. I mean, you haven't done anything for me since you lent me that 5,000 bucks yesterday. I don't claim to be the perfect neighbor. If you let us come, I will give you 10 minutes alone with my squishy machine. Do what you will. No cameras? Uh, no, I, I, no cameras. By the way, I'm, I'm guessing that you just related to that whole thing with Apu just so much. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I was all about it, mate. I'm like, I get this completely. Um, but then I, I mean, two kids is hard enough, let alone eight. So then they're driving to Winnipeg and we get Apu and Flanders bickering. Homer, tell Mr. Ned to stop trying to convert me. I was just telling him how brave he is to worship a false god. I do not worship one god, okay? I worship a whole super team of deities that... Ow! Ow! Okay, he just pinched me. Well, where's your super team now? Listen, you two, I'll tell you who that true god is if you're both quiet the rest of the trip. But the, the infinite beauty of the... All right, I'm coming back there. Give me... Oh. Save me, Shiva! Why don't you just call out for Hawkman? Why don't you shut up? I think the bit I liked the most was Flanders pinched him. Mm. <laughs> just what a, what a little bitch. <laughs> Flanders just seems like, I don't know, just that little sassy prick that you just, you don't want to hit him, but he's just, he's just baiting yeah. you in. <laughs> it's, it's just funny to see someone who is the embodiment of all that's good. Yeah. As you said, being a little bitch. <laughs> We're now in Winnipeg. Apparently Winnipeg's not very nice if you ask the people in The Simpsons because it says here, we were born here, what's your excuse? You can put that tag on under any city, really, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly under G-Town. Every, everyone thinks the city they come from shit, I think. It's just one of the, <laughs> it's one of the, one of the ways of life. True, but it's, all, it's, it's also, you're allowed to rag on your hometown. No one else is. So then we're going to pick, as I said, they're collecting the drugs at the pharmacy and then Flanders meets his double in Canada. And just the, the various, you know, Maplerinos and just, just the, all the different ways that the Flanderisms was just so fun. Well, circle, cut my bacon. Look at all these Yankee doodly dandies. Is there another Vietnam going on? Hello, neighborino to the north. I sure like the cut of your gibberish. Cohen doodly doodly. Doodly doodly. Pick a doodly doodly. Noodly doodly doodly doodly. Shoney doodly doodly Atner. Maple doodly doodly doodly. Say, would you like to puff on a reeferino? It's legal here. They warned me Satan would be attractive. Let's go. We're now at the border, and Flanders offers homebrew coffee, hotter than the Fox News weather skank, and not the most convenience store crap, as the poo says. And then he takes a sip. We get the la 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 la. He wraps a wet towel around his head, and just as they arrive at the border, he's doing that. He's expressing his faith, eh? So... No, we're just innocent. We're just innocent tourists. And then the drugs fall out. And they've done this on various shows. They've done it a couple of times in The Simpsons. Falls out for ages. Just stops. Keeps on keeps coming. coming. Keeps on coming. Love that. Yeah. Apu then goes off again because he took another sip. And then watching the news report in jail. A lot of they referred to Homer as former US astronaut. Yeah, I like that as well. That's got to be one of my favourite bits. It was just a really nice little shout out. They then get told that they've confiscated, confiscated their car, but they're told they must leave and never return. And then we get the French translator. Why were they doing the French translations anyway when none of them are French? I just thought <laughs> that just came to me. Why? If none of them speak the language, then why are they doing the translation? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe but, force of habit. Maybe. We're back at the retirement castle and Grandpa gets his jacket confiscated. And Homer says, "Don't worry, Grand. I uh, don't worry, Dad. I, you know, for the first time without me being drunk, I truly admire you." <laughs> this, is, this is quite simple, but I didn't mind it because it's just a play on people thinking they can hide their alcohol in a paper bag. So Wiggum's <laughs> like, "Put that drink away. He puts it in a paper bag. What? Where'd it go?" <laughs> like guys walking down the street thinking they're holding a big brown paper bag thinking that the cops driving past aren't going to know that they're drinking alcohol it's funny uh, Burns is then sick of Smithers you know always agreeing with him and he's always you know just sucking up his ass and all of a sudden he starts choking his thyroid's swelling up because he um he needs the, the, the medication because when he cancelled the drug plan he couldn't afford it anymore and Burns says no you can't do that I need your throat clear and ready for perjury so, um, yeah, so thyroxin was the, um, the drug that he couldn't afford anymore. Mm-hmm. And Burns says he'll move heaven and earth to, um, to save you 
Smithers because it's easier than teaching a new assistant his filing system. Cut back to Grandpa and Homer, and Grandpa just wants one big last score. And, you know, he's, he's, got, he's got to be another way to get into Canada. And Homer thinks of the King Kong visual, and then goes, that's it, a plane. And thankfully, Burns arrives with uh, his pilot gear and the plywood pelican, and they fly to Canada. Nice that everything came together. Yeah, it all sort of tied in, yeah. I guess the, the, the Air and Space Museum, they needed to get to the plywood pelican to make this relevant, to make this all tie in, but you didn't need like the, the two minutes of shit before it. No, yeah, you could have tightened that up a little bit, guys. Johnny says to, to Grandpa, you, you know, you shouldn't put too much in there. You might weigh it down. He calls Johnny a wuss, but Homer appreciates him and says, you know, whatever you want, I'll, I'll help you get it. He's like, well, I've always wanted to watch a... A man with a child IQ get executed. Oh, we do that all the time, four times a week. Can't you let me know, and I'll um, when you when you're in town, I'll get you a front row seat. And then uh, they start flying home, but unfortunately they're too heavy. And we get the gag here that you were mentioning earlier, a similar kind of thing. It's like we, we he's like, don't worry, I'll get rid of excess weight. And he starts doing star jumps. Oh, I'd rather die. So that's similar to before <laughs> when you're discussing. Yeah. I'll, I'll go do something else. Uh, but Burns then says, don't worry, we've got parachutes, but he ends up taking all three because he needs two for his nephews. He flies out. And uh, what's this with, with the wing? In it? Oh, yeah. So then um, Homer and Grandpa take over. They don't really know how to fly it. But I think it was Grandpa says, with a wing and a prayer, we'll be able to get this to the ground safely. Wing snaps off. They, they luckily land it, though. They, they managed to land it in, um, in like, Town Square, in, right near the Jebediah Springfield statue. They crash right into the cop car, and then they get arrested. They get arrested for what, Mr. Davis? What did they get arrested for? Remind for making a, for making a cop go. What, 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 what? Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that in my life, and I probably never will. No, and um, Wiggum says, "Don't you touch the guns in the car? I just loaded them." And he's about to arrest Grandpa and, and Homer, but everyone stops him because he says they all say Grandpa helped them in their all their own certain way. I think Professor Frink's there, and Sideshow Mel is lactose intolerant. Willie's got Comic hair on his chest. Comic book guy as well. Yeah, they're all thankful that Grandpa was able to go and get drugs for them. You'll have to arrest me too. Abe Simpson brought the Propecia to keep grass on Willie's field. You cured my lumbago. Thank you. My diaper rash. My glavenoids are not so hurtful. Thanks to his lactose intolerance pills, I can drink this crusty brand milkshake. Terrible. Well, Simpson, you have helped a lot of people. So, like it says in the Springfield Police Handbook, if you can't beat them, Join him. Uh, Chief, you know, I've been checking the handbook. A lot of the things you say aren't in there at all. Yeah, well, look a little closer, Lou. <clears throat> Burns then lands in his front yard, and he races up to Smithers, who was laying down in the bed, much like, I want to say, Snow White. Either that or Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, one of the two. Yeah, a Disney princess of some kind, laying there with his mouth open, but the, the drugs don't work, so it gives him mouth to mouth. I like Smithers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> His dreams have come true. That's right. And he says he will now provide drug benefits for all his full-time employees. But unfortunately for Homer, he's no longer a full-time employee. He's like you, Mr. Davis. He's a freelancer. He's a freelance, freelance consultant. Oh, he's a freelance boy. consultant. Yes. <laughs> I just got to hope end. I never get sick. Yeah, and then he, oh, yeah. And then he gets the, um, the lump on his neck. Cue the end of the episode. So, yeah, slow start, but as it got going, it built and built and built, and I thought it just got funnier and funnier as the episode went on. It did, it did. Yeah, I, th- I thought, it, as I said, uh, best in the midsection. Uh, the ending was fine. I like that everyone in town is like, no, we need our drugs, and these guys are helping us out. Fantastic. So, uh, and that nice little slightly cynical tag on the end of like, yeah, free drugs for full-time employees, except we've reconfigured the way of the business and now, hmm, you're a freelance consultant. Oh, they're always going to find a way to screw you. Yeah, it was exactly, which really was the um, the point of the episode, wasn't it? To sort of say, you know, we're getting fucked over here, people. <laughs> yes, you are getting rooted. Even they when say. they say they're helping, they're not really helping. But anyway, yeah, a pretty fun episode overall. It's a good one. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mr. Davis? Well, as um, Chief Wiggum said, if you can't beat them, join them. I learned that there's no nudity quite like tasteful nudity. <laughs> I'm a big fan of tasteless nudity myself, in all honesty. Tasteful nudity is a, um, a little too proper. Make it sordid. Make it sleazy. I wonder how many patrons we get if we incorporated some tasteful nudity into the, uh, into the <laughs> Patreon live I'm wondering how many we'd lose. <laughs> Maybe. What, what, what are you going to prefer, tasteful or tasteless? They seem like tasteful oh. people. I, how about we start with tasteful and then occasionally we sort of step over the bounds of good taste. <laughs> no, no, you've got too far. From this day forward, your names will be... 
All right, Mr. Davis, it is now time for the Guy Davis New Name Championship. The current leaderboard stands at this. In third position, we have Brian Hughes, Heath Appleby, and Alistair Danik all on three points. In second position, we have D.L. Gorman on five points. And in first position, we have Philip Hawkins on eight points. Take it away. All right. Third, uh, one point goes mm-hmm. to, and this is probably going to be a bit more Australian than um, than international or global, but it I just is. thought it suited yeah. really well. Pudgy Smugglers. Pudgy Smugglers is a very good title, and that is from, some would say this is a, a, a clever title. <gasps> clever Kyle. Clever Kyle. <laughs> clever Kyle has <laughs> secured one point. Well done, Cl- uh, Kyle. That puts you on three. All right. Who got the two quick- points? Yeah, a quick explanation though, and all that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you if you don't know, uh, if you haven't heard the term budgie smugglers before, just think of like uh, speedo swim trunks that look like you might be smuggling a budgery guard down the front of them because they're so form fitting. Yeah, <laughs> we call them budgie smugglers in Australia. I don't know if they call them that anywhere else in the world, but uh, I just thought it was a great title. So one point to that one, but two points goes to the very smart person who gave us the pill buddy. Oh, boys. That would go to Philip J. Hawkins. <gasps> the Hawk. The Hawk. Yes, he is um, having a good season. Once again, he's going back to back, it seems. He's going very, very well. And that puts him on 10 points. All right. Who who got the three-pointer this week, Mr. Davis? Okay. The three points goes to Good Pill Hunting. Oh, that's a great title. Well done. Uh, that one goes. That one came from Luke McKay. Oh. <gasps> He's done it again. Even when you're like not seeing the names, you're still picking the same people, like the regulars. They must just be coming through with the goods, you know? I guess so. I mean, I, I guess I've, I've just got to type. Dan, what can I tell you? <laughs> so the current leaderboard now, after round six, it stands at this. We have in third position, all on three points, we have Brian Hughes, Heath Appleby, Alistair Danik, and Clever Kyle, Kyle Muldoon. In second <laughs> position, we have a tie between D.L. Gorman and Luke McKay on five points. And in first position on 10 points is the Hawkman, Philip J. Hawkins. Oh, five points ahead. Already. Yeah, already. Yeah, he's going. Come on, people. You need to start sending through some names. You need to claw back into it. Also, we've got Fergus Jeffs and Adam Vergona on two points as well. So send through your new names. But remember, guys, you don't have to win. You can go into the wildcard draw just by being on the leaderboard for one point. So if you can get onto the leaderboard at any point during the season, you can um, win your chance uh, to go into the draw to win a, um, a wildcard prize as well. So if you want to do that, you've got to be a four-finger discount patron supporting the show. It's just for $1 per month to get access into the Facebook group. So you know, patreon.com slash four-finger discount. Follow that link. Sign up for a dollar per month. You're supporting the show. You get access to the Facebook group where you get to banter with Guy myself on a daily basis. And you also get our audio commentary of the Simpsons movie just to uh, tantalize your listening pleasures. Sweeten the deal. That is right. All right, Mr. Davis, it is now time for My Two Cents. And that's My Two Cents. This My Two Cents story comes from our man, Mark Boston Burgess. And Mark Burgess says he and his uncle, they used to always go to watch the local football team, Northampton Town, and the ground was from their house was about a three-mile three walk. However, there was a bus route that, that, that you could take. But his uncle refused. He said, he's such a tight ass. His uncle would not pay the bus fare. He said, we can walk. It's only three miles. So imagine being a kid, <laughs> having to walk three miles every time to get to uh, to the football ground. But he said, the kicker is, when they got to the football, it meant that his uncle had more money to buy beer for himself and Cokes for Mark. That's pretty clever. Yeah. I mean, I must admit, I, as a youngster, I'd be like, three miles? <laughs> and it's not just three miles there. It's three miles back. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. But, mm. yeah. but still, you've got to weigh it up. Beer and more beer and Coca Cola versus uh, a little bit more walking. I don't know. It's a it's a tough one. I like I like though a good tight ass story where it's like it's a bit of a tight ass, but there's long term gain. Yeah, <laughs> tight ass for a reason. Tight ass, tight ass with tactic. Yes, tight ass tactics. So if you've got some tight ass tactics, much like Mike Boston Burgess's uncle, we'd love to hear from them. We'd love to hear your tight ass stories. The 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 more tight assery, the better. You can send them through to <laughs> Simpsons Mailbag at gmail.com. Simpsons Mailbag at gmail.com. And speaking of that that mailbag, I think it's time we delve in and get some questions out of it. Jamile! Jamile is here! Ooh! Okie dokie, Mr. Davis. We have got the mailbag for Midnight RX. Don't forget, guys, if you want to contribute to this, simpsonsmailbag at gmail.com. doesn't have to be a question. we just love to hear from each and every one of you. All right, first question here. Andrew JP, have you ever gone cold <laughs> turkey to kick a bad, unhealthy habit? 
I have actually. Um, I was a smoker, cigarette smoker for a very, very long time. On and off. I mean, I think I started when I was about 18 and I think I properly stopped when I was in my early 30s then and then picked it up again on and off. I can't, the last time that I was smoking on the regular was probably about 10 years ago. Uh, but I okay. never went uh, with uh, patches or gum or anything like that. I was just like, yeah, I think I'm going to stop. And I stopped and, and stopped for a very, very long time every time. I mean, I never really needed uh, any other form of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not decompressant, <laughs> depressurization or anything else like that. I just like, no, nah, stopping. That's it. You're, you're very strong. We'll be Michael, Darren, and Uncle Doug both did the same thing. They just went cold turkey. And um, yeah, that, that you, you wouldn't believe the money they saved from not smoking. Like, I've never smoked in my life. So apparently it's like really expensive now. But I'm talking, they've saved like thousands, like th- tens of thousands of dollars from not smoking. It's crazy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, there are still occasions when, mm. yeah, there'll be a little bit of a, the lovely Louise and I and some of our friends will have a bit of a debauched weekend. And one of the things we'll do is like, Oh, get a, get a packet of smokes um, and just have a bit of a social cigarette. It's like 50 bucks for a packet of 25 cigarettes. It's insane. You know, so, um, yeah, you, you'd definitely be saving a bundle if you just yeah, didn't smoke. So, um, yeah, don't do it, kids. It's, it's, it's bad in any number of ways, but certainly it hits you in the hip pocket very hard. But, yeah, I was able to uh, go cold turkey on it pretty easily. Jordan Hodgson, tell us about your biggest cross-country drug smuggling operation and how you successfully got out of it and went off to start the Four Finger Discount podcast. <laughs> Have you ever smuggled a, anything? I, I don't believe so, no. Um, I've, smuggled, I've just, smuggled food into the cinema. <laughs> oh, does that count? Because, yeah, then I'm, 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 the, I'm the biggest smuggler of them all. <laughs> what, what, what do you smuggle? I know you don't eat popcorn. What do you smuggle into the movies? I've smuggled, smuggled Macca's meals in. I hate it when people smuggle, like, food that really has a strong smell like that, though, in a cinema. It's just like, oh, now I can smell a fucking Subway. <laughs> well, true. I mean, I don't, I, I try to not sit near anyone when that's the case. I mean, I'll, and I'd usually be, it'd be like a matinee or something, so there wouldn't be that many people in the cinema, but I would try to find a, a fairly secluded location so I can on my cheeseburger as I'm watching this, <laughs> this junk, eating junk food while watching a junk movie on, a, on an afternoon. Just the best. What's the most extravagant thing you've eaten at the cinema? Do you think? Oh. Not including God. Like, what's the what's the most what's the most okay? Well, isn't that, let's re- rephrase that. What's the most random meal you've ever eaten at the movies? Um, I think there was like a fish and chips thing at a gold class once. Fish and chips, okay. Well, like, yeah. Not, not, oh, so you didn't you didn't get it from the fish and chip shop and smuggle it in? Though is what I mean. Like, no. What's the, no. What's the oh, craziest thing you brought like- to the movies? Oh, the most elaborate thing that I brought in? No, I never really got that uh, that dramatic with it. I think Mac is as usually as, um, as um, elaborate as I get. My mates and I, once after, there was two mates. It was Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, the third movie, right? It was like we yeah. left school early. We also were all sick. We left school early that day so we can get a, an early <laughs> screening. And I don't know why, but he, our mate worked, oh, I know, not, not the why, our friend worked at Coles. He worked there because he wanted to work there, but- we decided we wanted to go there and get a hot chicken. So he gave us a cheap hot chicken. We got some bread rolls and we made chicken hot rolls in the cinema. <laughs> I was about to say, the minute you said the supermarket, I knew you're getting a chicken, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and we're just like, fuck it. We're just like, we didn't have much money. So our friend discounted a hot chicken for us for like two bucks. And yeah. we just got like a pack of two bucks cheap uh, bread rolls. And we just had chicken on bread rolls. It was great. That sounds pretty nice. Actually. Yeah, it was very good. All right, final question here. Mark Boston Burgess, if you were flying a wooden plane with multiple famous people on it and there were two spare parachutes left, which celebrities would you save? Oh. So, does, does this well, question mean that you're going to die as well? So, you're sacrificing yourself so these two celebrities can live? Well, that-, that oh, two, oh, no, I said two qu- spare. So, you've got one for yourself and you can have two spare yes. ones. All right, yeah. Mm. Well, of course, one uh, one parachute goes to one Brendan Dando. Um, mm. Noted celebrity and the you know, podcast uh, emperor. Um, and the second one goes to Nicola Dando, noted podcast host. And, um, <laughs> lovely Louise, lovely Louise. I suppose she's not on the podcast, though, is she? That's true, yeah. <laughs> she's flying the plane. I don't know. Yeah, she, she's, she's there. She's in the control tower. <laughs> Tell us how to get home safely, yes. All right, so that is uh, the mailbag for Midnight Rx. Hope you guys enjoyed our review. Uh, the next episode of Four Finger Discount, we will be reviewing the episode Mummy Beerist. Not too sure what that one's about, but I'm looking forward to checking it out and getting our review in your ears. Don't forget, guys, 
Our podcast is now available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us do Four Finger Discount, you can do so by going to youtube.com slash Four Finger Discount TV. Subscribe to us on there as well. We're also going to be putting up all the other podcasts we do here on the Four Finger Discount Network, including Talking Seinfeld, Going Down to South Park, the one about friends, as well as various uh, Simpsons videos, whether it be videos of me showing off my Simpsons merchandise, top 10 videos, best of moments, things like that. You can find them on our YouTube channel. So make sure you hit that subscribe button on there. We'd love to try it. We're just one 14,900 and something subscribers. I want to hit that 15,000 mark by the end of this mm. month. So let's see if we can make that happen, listeners. So youtube.com slash discount TV. I'll chuck the link in the description of this podcast. Click on that link. You all got a YouTube channel uh, account. Subscribe to that channel and we'll see if we can get it above 15,000 by the end of the month. That would be much appreciated. That is your job for the month. Don't forget to continue to please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and leave a kind review with five stars. We'd love to read those reviews as well. Follow us on Twitter at Four Finger Pod at Four Finger Discount on Instagram. And do not forget that we, I think as you are listening to this, we will have the Simpsons, latest range of Simpsons beanies available where you will save 10% with the code FFD10. I'll chuck the link in the description of this. It's from our friends at Uncle Rico. They've got two Simpsons beanies. I won't tell you guys what they are because we haven't quite announced them. This for the, the pages listen to this already. We haven't quite announced them yet, but you'll find the link in the description of this podcast. A link to it. Two new glow-in-the-dark Simpsons beanies. They're going to be available for two weeks, so do not miss out on ordering them. And if you use the code FFD10, you will save 10% off your order across your entire order not just the Simpsons beanies anything you order you will save 10% so look out for those as well alright this has been Midnight RX next episode is Mummy Beerus don't forget to check out our other shows support us on Patreon if you want to help kickstart this show and help us grow and grow and grow thanks for everyone who's already supported us so far Mr. Davis any final words for those amazing listeners out there yeah Dando mm-hmm. I like big butts and I cannot lie what about your other brothers well they can't deny it either <laughs>